right, come on now. Who's excited to be in the house of the Lord today? Make a little noise. Excited to be here. It is so good to see you guys. Well, welcome everybody online and at our Ashland campus as well. And before we go any further, can we just give it up for both of our worship teams at all of our campuses? Man, it's amazing every weekend and out leading us uh, in worship. It is so good just to be able to worship with our church family. And today we kick off a brand new series called Seven. And uh, we're gonna be looking at the seven churches in the book of Revelation starting in chapter two and three. So I'm super excited uh, about jumping into that. Uh, but yesterday, in light of what's been going on in our world, um, I just really, my, my heart has been torn and been struggling uh, with whether to continue and start the new series or, or have a word that I think is relevant for our church today. And so on Wednesday nights, we've been going through the end times. Now, if you've been with us on Wednesday night, and several of you have, we've had over like 250 adults almost every week in the house studying through the end times where we look at the tribulation, things that are taking place, the rapture, all this stuff. So every Wednesday night at seven, we've been walking through this together. And so it's in light of that that's just on my heart. I'm eating and breathing, studying prophecy right now. And things that I, I, I thought that no way I leaned and now just con, you know, confirming like where I stand on certain things has been really good of, of just sharing that. So in light of what's happening on Wednesday nights here in our church family, in light of what happened yesterday in our world, um, it just really just uh, started working in my heart. And so last night I looked at my wife, I said, honey, I think I'm gonna call it an audible. And she's like, what's that? I don't understand that. And Audible's in football. That's when you change up the plan. And I think out of 16 years of being your pastor, there's only been like four times in 16 years, like the night before on a Saturday night, that things just change. Like I just change it up. And so last night I'm up to about 2.30 working on this presentation to really just to share, to open up our eyes because I really think this is a letter to our church. And so as we look at the seven letters in the book of Revelation, I think this is a letter to us today as we walk through this. And so there's some things I just really wanted to, to point out, and this is a little different. This is what we do on Wednesday night. I'll come, I'll sit here with my laptop, I'll sit here with this big fancy dancy TV uh, that's pretty cool, and I just walk through a Bible study with people and just show this. And so that's what we're gonna do today. So everybody at our Ashland campus, you get to join in a little bit. This is what takes place on on Wednesday night. Now, I don't know if you know this, I have 27 minutes, so pray for me, because I really have to keep it on time. Um, and if you've been here on Wednesday nights, you know I can go a little fast. Can I get a witness, anybody? Like a little bit of witness? It's like drinking from a fire hydrant. But we just had so much to cover. And so as we kick off this new series seven, the book of Revelation, I've been studying the book of Revelation, love the book of Revelation. So many people wanna stay away from it, and uh, I don't need to stay away from it. I mean, the Bible says in Revelation, just the first few verses, that if you will study this prophecy, you will read this prophecy, you'll be blessed just by hearing it and reading it. And so don't shy away from that stuff. And we definitely don't wanna be a church that shies away. We wanna preach the whole counsel of God's word, uh, even when we uh, fully may not understand it or what we can best interpret the scripture. Well, something happened yesterday, and uh, it happened to this great little country called Israel. I don't know if you saw this or not, and on the news, it's all over saying like this is, as America is um, 911, this is Israel's 911. This is one of the greatest attack on Israel since the last 50 years. The terrorists, Hamas, sent over around 5,000 unguided, unlasered missiles just into places just to destroy Israel. They hate, hate Israel. This should be alarming for us. So many of us go about our own day, own way, trying to make a living, doing what we don't want to do, not a care in the world, worrying about if somebody likes our post on Facebook, worrying about the things that just taking place of the stuff. This 
should be a wake-up call, especially for the church of God. We gotta understand this, and so I felt led today to come and just help bring in perspective some biblical prophecy and what we're seeing unfold today in our own world. So many people ask, why in the world is Israel God's special people? Now there's a teaching, especially in this area, and I 100% disagree with it, and the teaching is called replacement theology. The teaching believes this, that the church has replaced Israel. And now the church had superseded Israel because Israel turned their back on God and they didn't recognize him as the Messiah. But us Gentiles, if you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. So when you read through the scriptures and it says the Gentile nations, that's anyone on the planet who is not a Jew. And so the teaching is in replacement theology is that the church has replaced Israel and Israel is no longer special to God. Folks, that's wrong. There's nowhere in the scripture you're gonna find out where the church has replaced Israel. And when you start understanding God's promise and covenant to Israel, then you'll start understanding biblical and Bible prophecy in a different way, in a different light. And so this is God's chosen people. Now, why did God choose Israel? Because he's God and he can do whatever he wants to do. He could pick anybody he wants to pick. But God said, here's what, I'm, I'm gonna make a people, I'm gonna create a people for my name. They're gonna be my special treasure. Through them, we saw back in Genesis chapter three that God says, because sin entered into the world, I am going to send a remedy. I am gonna send the one who will crush Satan, who will crush sin. And through this seed, I will rise up the Messiah. So God picks this guy named Abram, whose now name God changes to Abraham. Now you've heard of him, if not you've sung the song, right? Father Abraham had many sons, right? You heard son, maybe you never sang. I wasn't in Sunday school, I wasn't raised in church, so I don't remember that, but some of you do. And he picks Abraham, not because Abraham's special, not because he had any good favor, any merits, not because he was a hard worker, not because he was moral, and God's sovereignty, he scanned the earth, he found a man and said, with you, I will build my family, my people, and your descendants will be as numerous, and anyone who blesses you, I will bless, anyone who curses you, I will curse, and all the people of the world will be blessed because of your descendants. Now, where do you find this? We find this in Genesis chapter 12, one through three. Listen to what God says. Then the Lord has said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. What land? Folks, they are not fighting a religious war. They're fighting over land. That's why they're fighting for it. I will show the land. Israel's like, this is my land. Palestinian says, no, this is my land. This is what they fight over. I will make you a great nation. How in the world is this tiny little, tiny little nation? I'm gonna show you a map here just a moment. This tiny little nation is the forefront of the world. And why does America so much stand with Israel all the time? But I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others and I will bless those who bless you, curse those who treat you with contempt and all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. In Genesis 12, God chose the Israelites to be his people and God is a covenant 
keeping God. God said, I will, I will, I will, I will, which means God cannot lie. And God's people, his covenant people, has not been replaced by the church. There is a special thing that God wants to do in Israel. In fact, I will, if you come on Wednesday nights, the whole purpose of the tribulation that we will go through is for God to bring Israel back to himself. That's the whole purpose of the tribulation. And so we gotta, we gotta jump into this. He says, I'm gonna bless you if you will, watch this, bless me. And here's the problem. Israel failed. They failed to keep the covenant. They failed to keep to be the people of God, to be the beacon, the light of the world, to display the character of God to the world, to show there is one monotheistic, there's only one true God. They failed that. Jesus did come through the line, God, because he said, I will, I will, I will. And you have been blessed because of Father Abraham. You have been blessed because Jesus, this Messiah, has come through his bloodline and has blessed us and in this world. But I'm here to tell you, they failed. And because of that, we have this turmoil we have Today, listen to what Deuteronomy 7, 6 says. For you, this is God, this is God. For you are a holy people. This is not the church, this is God. Who belong to the Lord your God. Of all the people of the earth, the Lord God has chosen you to be his own special treasure. This is Israel. It's God's special treasure. People, we see this all the time. If my people who are called by my name will return from repent of their sins and turn to me, I will hear their cries and I will heal their land. That promise was not for America. And so many people say, if my people. No, that promise was for Israel. This is his special chosen people. He has a plan and a purpose for her. It is, listen, the church is the bride of Christ, but Israel is the wife of God. He has married her. There's a reason for this. And we are so numb, we are asleep, things are happening, and we go about our business, trying to make money, trying to make a living, worrying about people think about us on social media, does people like me or don't like me, don't wanna ruffle feathers, don't wanna push anybody too far, don't wanna scare them away. Where are you gonna scare them to? Hell number two. The world and our culture wants to sissify all of us, pacify us, so as to be quiet. We gotta stop being quiet. And so what happens? Our country is one of the weakest it's been. Our economy is strong, but our debt is huge. You don't get out of $33 trillion debt. And when you're in debt, as the Bible says, you are slave to the lender. And the government wants you to depend on them. You know why? So they can control you. So they can control you. You better wake up. I'm telling you, we better wake up, church. It's around the corner because look what happened yesterday. God's special treasure, his people. Thousands upon thousands of unlasered guided missiles shot from Gaza, from Hamas, a terrorist, into Israel. Unprovoked, sitting there, nothing. This is God's chosen people. And we can keep on walking on through. And you know what was going on yesterday after this happened? Iran. 
who Hamas and Hezbollah is the puppet. They just control Iran. Guess who's controlling Iran? Russia! Iran is burning the American flag, the Israelis' flag. They hate us, they hate Israel. Their goal is to annihilate Israel, to wipe them off the face of the planet. And if they could us, they would. This is why Iran cannot get nukes. If Iran, right now we have Russian scientists in Iran enriching uranium as fast as they can. Iran will destroy Israel if they get nukes. Folks, you better wake up. We better be paying attention. It's a crime to normalize relationships in Iran with any Israeli. It's a crime to have this normal conversation and relationships with them. And these are the people, watch this, who utterly want to destroy. You know why? Because Satan wants to wipe Israel off the face of the planet because if Israel is no more, then Jesus won't have to return and sit on his temple in Israel. He's doing everything he can. Everybody thought Hitler was gonna be the one. Hitler was the Antichrist. Folks, listen, the Antichrist today is not in power. Anybody you think's the Antichrist today is not. Where's Putin? Where's Donald Trump? Where's, where might be she? Like, listen, the Bible says he's a little horn and when the tribulation starts, he will rise up with insignificant and then rule in power. Anyone you think right now is the Antichrist is not him. This is what we're talking about on Wednesday nights. You should come on Wednesday nights, it's so good. This, this Wednesday we're talking about the Antichrist, the mark of the beast and all that stuff. So it's just, just if you wanna be with us, you can hang out with us. But this is what's happening. So Satan has infused these terrorists and Iran these extremes, jihadists, to wipe off the face of the planet, Israel. You know what the Iranian parliament was saying yesterday? You go online and watch it, go on Twitter and look, it's videoed. They are chanting, the leaders of Iran, death to Israel, death to Israel, death to Israel. This is God's special chosen people who he has a purpose and a plan for and we're just sitting around Twelve our thumbs. But something happened in March, I'm sorry, in September 15th, 2020. You know what happened? The Abraham Accord. Hate him, love him, this is not an endorsement, but President Trump did something that no one was willing to do. He brokered a deal for peace in the Middle East, and when this happened in September of 2020, all your prophecy buffs went berserk because they know the end battle of not, Amer not Armageddon, but Gog and Magog, that battle cannot happen until Israel is at peace. Is Israel at peace? So when you have the prime minister of Israel, and then you have the United Arab Emirates, and you have this, watch this, Arabs and Israelis normalization treaty the Middle East went crazy. They don't want this to happen. And now you have the Saudis, who Iran hates, by the way, Saudi Arabia, who is now what's in peace agreement talks with Israel, which I believe is what triggered this to happen yesterday. Because they don't want no normalization with Israel. And so now you have Saudis, 
who now have this talks so are like, let's normalize conversations, let's have some peace talks, and I ran and went crazy and berserk. We cannot allow this to happen. Beloved or hated, this right here triggered the Abraham Accord. Now, why is it the Abraham Accord? Why is it called Abraham Accord? Because Judaism, Christianity, and Islam all trace their lineage all the way back to Father Abraham, who had many sons. And the only way to call this is to appease the Islamic, Judaism, and Christians. What do they have in common? Abraham. Jews believe it's Abraham and Isaac. Islam believes it, no, it's Abraham and Ishmael. That Abraham took Ishmael to the top of the mountain, not Isaac. And the Ishmaelites birthed out of the Muslims. And from Abraham and Isaac came out of the Jews. We believe Father Abraham because came Jesus. So it's called the Abraham Accord, watches to bring peace and unity. Because we just saw that God made a covenant with Abraham, you will be the father of my people. Muslim says that's Allah, that's us. Jew says there's only one true God. We believe it's Jesus. And we're sitting here, watch, asleep. And right under our nose, these things are happening and no one is truly, and a few, few are paying attention. So how are we, how are we gonna fix this? Here's why we're gonna fix this. Let's bring peace in the Middle East. How? Let's do a two-state solution. Let's let Israel divide its tiny little country. This tiny little thing in the Middle East, this tiny little piece of land. Let's give Gaza and the West Bank to the Palestinians, and you Jews, you can have your own land, Israel. Now, Obama pushed this. Let's go back to the 1967 pre-borders, give back Palestinians their land, the West Bank, which is where Jerusalem is, and give up Gaza. Well, in 2005, land for peace deal. I don't know if you remember this, but the United Nations in America militarily forced Israel to back up out of Gaza and will give the land for peace. Let's give the land for peace. Let's give up the land for peace. And the same land that they gave up came exactly the same missiles that attacked them yesterday. There is no peace. And I'm here to tell you, the Prime Minister Benjamin will not give up this land. It, he will not give up this West Bank. 400,000 homes, Jewish people will be given away, has to be done away with. So the thing is, let's do a two-state solution. Let's try to push this and have this deal for peace. And all of a sudden, this is kind of hard to see, but I want you to see the color. All of a sudden, you have Gaza, the West Bank, and the Golan Heights. Something crazy happened. President Trump said publicly, the first world leader in the world he recognized the Golan Heights to be Israel's property and land. Hezbollah, Iranians, Syria, Lebanon went berserk. 
The presidents before him, our country, no, that's, 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 you know, Palestinian land. And now for the first time, you have an American world leader, the only world leader who says, recognize Gollum as Israel's property. Now, this is very important for military and everything because this is where they can rain down. I mean, I, listen, I don't know. I, Hezbollah may jump in on this war, and he may come from the north and begin to attack Israel. He has over 100,000 laser-guided weapons waiting right now. All that takes is for Iran to keep funding them, which I don't know if you saw that. We just released $6 billion worth of funds to Iran to swap out for prisoners. Crazy what's taking place. He stands up and, and prison says, listen, this is their land, and everyone went berserk. So much so that President Biden came in and said, let's rescind that. No, 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 no. It's under the radar. That is not Israel's property. That's really the Palestinians to try to calm everyone down for peace. And folks, listen, it just ain't gonna happen. It just ain't gonna happen. And listen, eventually, every single nation on the planet will turn against Israel. Even the great state of America, America, the United States. It will turn against Israel. Everyone will. It's gonna happen. We better wake up. And I believe the reason why I'm just so passionate at this point to bring this to your attention, because this very well can be the setup of this great battle that takes place in Ezekiel chapter 37 and 38 between Gog and Magog and God's chosen people. This is huge. Like this is the, this is the setup that I believe that can take place, that it can begin to move forward. And this is why, listen, I, I just... I don't know how it's gonna play out. I'm definitely not a prophecy buff, but Israel's gonna do everything in their power not to let Iran get nukes. And if Iran begins to get close to getting nukes, Israel will don't care about the fallout. They know they'll be wiped off the planet, so they will bomb Iran. And when they do, all hell's gonna break loose. It's gonna happen. They gotta protect themselves. They will fire into Iran, and they will protect themselves if they get nukes because they know that they will wipe them off the face of the planet. And that, I believe, will begin to trigger this great battle that Ezekiel 37, 38 calls Gog and Magog. You should go read it. Probably not a good bedtime story for your kids, but you, if you adults, you may want to go and read this. They're going to attack them. And you may ask, why do they attack them? Well, we see in Ezekiel 30, 38, verse eight, they attack them because of their land. It's a tiny piece of land, what's the big deal? Do you know they found one of the biggest natural grass reserves right off the coast of Israel? This oil and gas that runs, and now Russia is shutting off gas to people. Ukrainian can very well, they can become super, I mean, Israel are unbelievably wealthy. They're right now, it's unbelievable. The prophecy in the Bible talks about you will grow in the wasteland and the deserts, fruits. Israel is so, listen, they're so smart. They're leading the technology. People don't even pay attention to this. 25% of the tech stuff is happening right there. It's just unbelievable. They have now figured out how they can grow, watch this, in the desert, fruits, and they're sending them all over the world. Where there's a wasteland and dry land, I have now been barren. God is fulfilling his problem. But listen, Ezekiel 36 says, that cannot happen until all of God's people gets back to Israel. And Jews are flooding to Israel en masse. Listen, there's 10 million Jews now. The most has ever been living right there in this tiny little place. God is bringing his people back to their land. It's happening right now in front of us. We gotta wake up, man, and see this. They're gonna do it for the land, they're gonna do it for money, they're gonna do it because of racism. They hate them, they literally hate them. They hate 
the Jews. And that's what the Bible says, anti-Semitic, what happened. It's gonna get more and more and more and more and more again. They're doing it for power, and watch this. And God's gonna come down to display his glory. Glory, look what it says, Ezekiel 38, 16. And you, I'm gonna talk about who you is in six minutes and eight seconds. And you will attack my people. You will attack my people, covering their land like a cloud. And at that time in the distant future, I will bring you against my land as everyone watches and my holiness will be displayed. And what happens to you, God? Then all of the nations will know that I am Lord. Who is you? You will attack my people. This might be pretty broad on the screen, but I'm gonna show you. Let me tell you who you is. Libya, Sudan, Egypt, Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Turkey, Syria, Russia, this whole correlation of countries are gonna come right here to that tiny little country. What in the world? What in the world? Are you kidding me? You have oil out the wazoo. You're as wealthy as you wanna be. How in the world? Why would you want Israel? Because they're God's chosen people. Satan hates Israel. He hates you, but he really hates Israel, and he's gonna lead all these people to destroy this one country. And what did God say? All these people are gonna come against you, but in one day, I will wipe them off the face of the planet. One day, God will show his power when these countries, and it is happening it is happening. I mean, right now, Iran and Russia are in bed together, folks. This is just crazy. Iran and Hamas and Hezbollah. Listen, this is, listen, I'm telling you, you better wake up. You're going through life, coasting through life, think it's all about all this. I'm telling you, you better wake up. This is very, very serious. And it's right in front of us. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but I don't know, there's just some problems. Turkey right now is in NATO. So somehow Turkey, this is when Turkey will back out of NATO. They will not, they will, un, they will unjoin NATO. Turkey's in NATO right now. Right now, Sudan has peace with Israel. They have a peace, happened February 2023, this year. They will wipe the peace treaty away. Turkey will get out of NATO before they will come and attack. It's crazy. Russia right now are testing nukes. Did anybody get alert on their phone last Wednesday about two o'clock? All the conspiracy theories came out. You know, what, you know what, some of them, this is hilarious. You should read some of them. That anybody who took the vaccine, when your phone goes off, it turns into a cyborg, like you're this like monster now. I'm not gonna tell you what just went through my mind. Anyway, um, guess what happened on Tuesday? Russia and their entire country did a test, a nuclear test fallout and everyone had to evacuate in ways in their cities on Tuesday. Guess what happened on Wednesday at the exact thing that happened here in the United States? Russia's the largest landmass. They have 11 time zones, 11 time zones. And on Wednesday, they all got an alert from their cellular phone. Do not be alarmed. This is the test. The exact same time that we did. I know every three years we get this test. I know they put it out, you know, five years. I get it every three years. Russia and the United States right now are all testing something. I, I, I love the, I, I, don't be alarmed. This is from the National Weather, all this stuff. Or the President of the United States may wanna text you. Do you notice, did y'all read it? Did y'all see that at the bottom? 
why do you wanna let me know something? You better wake up. You better wake up. I don't have time to jump into the rest of it. Don't be alarmed as Christians, don't be aware. Really quick, when do I think this battle's gonna happen? This is what we've been going through on Wednesday nights. If it interests you, come on, that's awesome. I'm a pre-trib, I believe the tribulation happens, before, uh, the rapture happens before the tribulation. Um, I'm not gonna die for that. Um, some people are mid-trib or post-trib. If you don't understand any of that, you better come on Wednesday. That's what we're talking about. But here's what I believe, the Bible is clear that this battle between Russia and all of the Middle East and Israel cannot, that's not Armageddon. See, they're coming, the Gog and Magog is to fight Israel. Armageddon is when they come and they fight Jesus. Two different fights. The Bible says that they will be at peace. The only time that Israel will have false peace is when the Antichrist comes and he signs the peace treaty to start the seven-year tribulation. So somewhere in this three and a half years, beginning of the tribulation, this battle that I just described to you will happen. The Antichrist probably will claim that he did it because in the middle right here, he goes to the temple in Israel and sits down on the temple and he declares himself to be God. So this has to happen through here, I believe, when Israel is at peace, which happens in the first three and a half years sometime. But here's the reality. Here's where you are. You're right here at the end of the church age. Now, guess what? Again, I went through last Wednesday just a few reasons why I'm pre-trib. I don't care to share that with you. Don't have time right now in 27 seconds. You better be ready because Jesus can come any moment. If you're post-trib, you better be ready because the deal could be signed at any time. And when that happens, and the sealed judgments begin. Out of the seven sealed judgment, two of them wipes out half of the earth population just like that. So even if it is post and the peace treaty is time, most of us in here, we will die. You better be ready. If Jesus comes now and you don't know him, you better get ready. Because of that. So what's the next steps? What can I do? Here we go. Number one, wake up! You go about your business, you go to your cubicle, you go to work, and you pay your bills, you do what you're supposed to do, you come home, and it's just like Groundhog Day over, and there's a world lost, dying, going to hell around you, and all you're concerned about is your kingdom. Wake up! your family, your friends, the people you love the most, if Jesus came right now and he could, it's over. If a peace treaty signed and we do go through the tribulation, even if that's the impossible, that does happen, they will lose their life. You better wake up. Second thing you do is pray for Israel. Pray for God's special people that God will protect her and that Jesus will come. Lord Jesus, come. Come. 
Here's what else you can do. Begin to share Jesus with people before it's too late. Young people at school, I know our culture and I know everything's like you don't talk about this and the work tries to shut you up and all this stuff. Listen, we better start standing up and talking about Jesus before it's too late. Lastly, if you're here today, you better repent of your sin and put your faith and trust in Jesus. Because he said, in this world you will have trouble, but don't worry, I've overcome. For believers, listen to me, for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, just like the alert came out last Wednesday, don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. Jesus has already overcome death. And because he's victorious, we will be victorious. So now is the mission of the church. I'm gonna do a whole series in January called The Church and what the church is supposed to be and who we're supposed to be as a church. I'm gonna do a whole entire series kicking the year off. Quit playing church. That's the problem with Americans today. We just play church. I mean, so many people in our community, we just play church. You come and check it off and you come and like, man, we're just posers, man. Hypocrite. I'm not being mean. I'm talking about to the not just I'm talking about the big C church. We better step up, man, and repent of our sins and put our faith in Jesus and share him with people. Not being afraid to talk about it because this is gonna be a day where Jesus comes and he shuts the door, Noah, and it's too late for anybody. Better wake up. We read this verse a lot. We say trying to encourage people not to. Skip out on coming to church. But listen to this prophetic, talking about eschatology, about the end times from Hebrew, Hebrews 10, 25. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, millions, out enjoying life like it's no big deal. But encourage, we don't need to be afraid, encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is dawning. At the end time, we should be meeting more. We should be encouraging each other more, a longing for him to come. Not, oh, okay, I hurry and get out of here and skip church, let's not be together with our church family. No, it says this, this was 2,000 years ago they were looking for him to come. Jesus could come back today. He may come back 1,000 years from the day. Still the same. Are you ready? Because he's coming. I'm gonna ask you to bow your heads. Two invitations. Number one, if you're watching this online at one of our campuses and you don't know Jesus, I beg you, I literally beg you today to give your life to him. Jesus says if you will confess him as Lord, you'll repent of your sin, put your faith and trust in him and let him be the Lord, the boss of your life. Let him lead and guide you. The Bible says you will be saved. Saved from what? The wrath to come. Who would neglect such a great salvation? And right where you are, you could cry out to him and say, Jesus, I believe. I believe you came for me, I believe you died for me, and I believe you got out the grave for me. And today, as best as I know how, I repent of my sin, I put my faith in you, and I make you Lord of my life.
And if that's you, listen, I wanna encourage you, I wanna pray for you at any of our locations. If that's you today and you just gave your life to Jesus, you repented of your sins, do me a favor, would you just put your hand up right now so I can pray for you? Come on, all of our campuses, right now. Come on. Let's go. Second invitation. If you're free, love for you to join us on Wednesday nights for the next few weeks. As we finish up talking about what happens in the tribulation, what happens in the millennial, in heaven, are we gonna know each other? What's that gonna look like? The battle of Armageddon, where's it gonna be? We're gonna talk about all these things. The Antichrist, the mark of the beast. If that interests you, join us. God, we thank you so much for, the, for those today who just gave their life to you. And I pray, God, that you would infuse your people. That we will quit playing church and be the church and that we will go out, Lord, and we will share you before it's eternally too late. I pray that you would just light a passion within us. Not to talk about mission, but to be on mission of this lost and dying world. Open our eyes, Lord, that we will see you. Father, protect your people. We pray, Lord, for the Iron Dome, God, that you would put Israel, your special treasure, under your wing. And the God, that you would show yourself strong and you would show this world who you are, the one true God. And Lord, of those of us who love you and put our faith in you, we have nothing to be afraid because you are our rock, you are our refuge, you are our redeemer, you are our savior. And Lord, may we always keep our eyes on you. For it's your name we ask and we pray. Come on now, and everybody say, amen.